Lock Talk Radio. of what these 
HEC 293 human cells are used for. There's a lot of vague, vague things that are going on. There's a lady named Elise Wang, an analyst at Smith Barney. She said that Kraft was planning to use sweets for flavoring to reduce the sugar and powder in beverages like Kool-Aid by one-third. Campbell's Soup, she said, is looking at cutting sodium levels by a third with the salt flavoring. It's kind of strange, don't you think? And then there's some big food beverage companies, including Kraft, Nestle, Coca-Cola, and Campbell's Soup. They're considering adding chemical compounds to their product to develop by biotechnology companies such as Sodium. They're on the stock and they're also used by Pepsi-Cola to develop. And it allows them to cut the amount of salt and sugar but leaves the taste intact. How do you suppose they do that? The, the chemical compound will not be listed separately on ingredient labels but will be lumped into category, which is on all food labels, called artificial flavors. Artificial flavors. You know, it's found on most, um, most of your food packages now today, such as aspartame is also, you know, one of those labels that we can talk about here. But it's interesting, a lot of people are complaining about, you know, what the Trump administration is doing. Well, i got a little video here to play for you, people that completely hate the Trump administration. Anyways, here it is. The Trump administration announced last week it will ban scientists at the Department of Health and Human Services from conducting medical research using remains from aborted babies. HHS and the National Institutes of Health will not renew a contract with the University of California, San Francisco, to fund research involving aborted baby body parts or fetal tissue. The official statement from the HHS department included this, promoting the dignity of human life from conception to natural death is one of the very top priorities of President Trump's administration. HHS will also convene an ethics advisory board to prevent funding for such projects. And here to discuss this major pro-life news out of the Trump administration is Mercedes Schlapp, the White House Director of Strategic Communications. Mercedes is also a Catholic wife and mother and joins us now from the White House North Lawn. Mercedes, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. What sparked this directive from the White House? Well, I think for some time uh, the Department of Homeland of, of Health and Human Services has been looking into this option of ending fetal research uh, tissue research, and so it was something that was brought to the attention of the president. Uh, the president made this decision. He was the one who said he did not believe that we should use any government funding for, uh, for or using, in this case, uh, fetal tissue research. Uh, and that was a key message the president sent. Uh, he is someone who has been committed 
to the pro-life agenda for since even his campaign. And this was a significant step that the administration made in ensuring that we weren't going to use taxpayer dollars to fund fetal tissue research that comes from elective abortions. Did the undercover Planned Parenthood videos released by David Daleiden from the Center for Medical Progress in 2015 play a role in this action? You know, I don't know specifically. I can tell you that Senator Blackburn, for example, uh, shared information with the president regarding her investigation into the use of the selling of, of fetal parts, which obviously has been so disturbing to watch those images. Um, I can tell you for the president, this is something where he feels very strongly. It is ensuring that we don't use federal funding for abortion. Uh, it's why he's taken significant actions, including obviously stopping uh, fetal tissue research uh, from abortions being used uh, in any way by the National Institute of Health, uh, as well as, for example, uh, his decisions that he made on Title X uh, funding, which is, again, making sure that abortion providers wouldn't have access to those funds, which, as we know, uh, would place a, a dent and have a negative impact on Planned Parenthood. Should we anticipate to see more pro-life action from the Trump administration when it comes to fetal tissue research? Well, I think this is a very significant step. This is actually stopping uh, fetal tissue research in intramural projects uh, that are managed by the National Institute of Health. As well as under the current statute, we need to have an ethics uh, advisory board that would be involved in making these decisions regarding any fetal tissue research. So this is very significant in terms of ensuring that the federal funding is not utilized for these purposes. This is about protecting the sanctity of life and also the fact that we're going to see investments being made of about $20 million to find alternatives to fetal tissue research. That is significant because we want to be able to produce additional models, different types of models, so that we can continue making progress in this area of research, but again, not focusing on fetal tissue research that, as we, as we know, has been used for so long. Speaking of alternatives, Mercedes, what do you say to critics who claim restrictions on fetal tissue research will hinder medical progress? Well, I mean, we really haven't seen much uh, in terms of fetal tissue research. And in essence, I think it's critical to be able to find these alternatives, uh, to figure out a better way that we can find uh, breakthroughs in medicine. And part of the reason why this administration is committed to this investment on alternatives. We are focused on ethical research, but we do believe that it is simply wrong to use fetal tissue in terms of in, that are coming from elective abortion for any sort of research pro, uh, projects that are intramural. Mercedes, on a different pro-life topic, Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden recently flipped on his long-standing support for the Hyde Amendment. What's your reaction to this, and what does it indicate to you? Well, again, as a White House official, I'm, I, I'm not allowed to comment on uh, the Democratic candidate per se, but what I can tell you is that Democrats in general are now extreme. They are willing to give up any sense of morals and values to, and, and even protect the sanctity of life. They have no room in their party for any pro-lifers. Uh, and so I think when you look at the fact that Democrats and so many Democrats support late-term abortions, 
and we know the governor of Virginia going out and saying, well, yes, you can have an abortion after the baby's born, make the baby comfortable. That is something that not even mainstream America agrees with. It is barbaric, as the president has said. It is executing a baby, as the president has said. And there is no room in America to go and support such extreme views on abortion. And in terms of ensuring for this president, as he's explained it so many times, where his goal has been to protect the unborn and ensure that we value every life. And obviously the Democrats are, I think, completely out of touch on this issue of abortion. Mercedes Schlapp, White House Director of Strategic Communications, thank you for your time. Thank you so much. Mallory Quigley is the Vice President of Communications for the Susan B. Anthony List. Mallory, thanks for being here. Always a pleasure, Catherine. Walk us through this announcement regarding fetal tissue research. What should our viewers know? That's right. So um, in this announcement last week from HHS, we had the administration saying that they will no longer uh, send taxpayer dollars to um, for any intramural, so um, research that is done on NIH campuses, well, we're not funding any more fetal tissue research there, and they've cut off a huge contact with the University of California in San Francisco, where they were using body parts of aborted children on taxpayer-funded experiments. We're no longer funding that, and any future research um, is going to have to be vetted by a, an, an ethics review board that is, Congress is going to set up, and it's just, it's great news. It's it's a victory many years in the making. Mallory, what will this do to prevent the trafficking right. of aborted baby body parts? Well, to, up until now, $120 million of our taxpayer money has been being spent by NIH on research involving fetal tissue. And so this cuts off the demand. Um, and again, there are alternatives to the hearts, lungs, you know, livers of these babies. It's just such a degradation. These children have been killed, and now to use their bodies for these gruesome experiments, especially when it's not necessary, it's not yielding any any good. Um, it's a degradation, and we, we're stopping that as a nation. That's really excellent. And do clarify for us, have there been medical advancements from this type of research? This is, and if you're reading any of the, you know, the mainstream news coverage on this, this fact is being obscured, but there have been no advances from research involving fetal tissue for more than 100 years. Um, polio, rubella, these vaccines, they are not made using fetal tissue. Um, research into Zika and HIV, um, there are alternatives that we can use if the fetal tissue is not required. And our scholars at the Leisure Institute, Dr. Tara Sander Lee, who I know you've had on before, and Dr. David Prentice, have done extensive research on this. And LeisureInstitute.org, there, there's a whole fact sheet on, on the reality. That's a great resource mm -hmm. for our viewers. Finally, Mallory, on a different yeah. topic, I do want to get your reaction to former Vice President Joe Biden. Yes. And his announcement that he is now flipping his long-standing support for the Hyde Amendment. Uh, can you put this into context for right. us? Well, the Hyde Amendment, of course, is a decades-old, popular, bipartisan policy that says, hey, we are not going to use taxpayer dollars to fund elective abortion in the Medicaid program. Mm -hmm. It saved more than 2 million lives 
since its inception in the 70s. And about 60,000 lives a year are protected thanks to the Hyde Amendment. And this is something that for many years was supported by Democrats. And in fact, when you look at the polling, you see a third of the Democrats identify as pro-life. A majority of Americans oppose taxpayer funding of abortion. This is really um, his flip-flop flip because he has taken down multiple positions in the last few weeks, um, is really unpopular even with Democrats' own base, not to mention the rest of the country. So it's really troubling now that the entire 2020 uh, Democrat uh, side, the, the whole field, is uniformly pro-abortion, pro-taxpayer funding of abortion, and this is really an extreme position to take. And they're very out of step with the majority of Americans. Absolutely. Mallory Quigley, Vice President of Communications for the Tuesday Anthony List. Thank you again for being here. That was a little video I found today while I was doing some research on this topic of the, of the cell line 293, which is used as a food additive to reduce your tastes for sugar and salts and it blows my mind that they can add this to your food and then they just lump it right in. They lump those two ninety three cloned cell it's a cloned cell line and then from the 1970s. So they basically have been cloning the same cell line, uh, 293 human HEK cell line, the 1970s. It's absolutely amazing. It's unethical. And it's, it's hard to believe that it's happening in this world. But considering that we have entered, I call, the, call it the era of the Apocalypse. No, we're not in the apocalypse, but we are entering what I believe the Bible calls the time of great tears or great sorrows. And I believe that we're we're right there on the precipice of this. Um, when you have you know, human DNA basically being added into your food for food supplements flavors. Um, it's interesting. Uh, it talks about how this is cost effective. And if you go onto our website, antideepstateparty.com or the jesuschristparty.com, you're going to find the link today where I posted it up. Looks like we have a caller calling in right now. Uh, caller from hey. 760. Five. Go ahead, caller. How are you? My name's Tim. Hey, Tim. How are you this evening? I'm great. Listen, I love the fact that you're going in this direction because it's going to be with the epidemic and the things we have to face. We have to secure not only our nature and energy but faith in Christ. And I love the fact that you put Jesus Christ in your statement a while ago. Thank you very much. I'm done. Hey, thank you for calling in. I appreciate it for sure. Um, You're do you welcome. have anything else? 
you have anything else you'd like to add? No, sir. Okay. Oh, wait. One more thing. Sure. My friend, Zenny, um, invited me to this conference, and I'm sure he's online, and I'd love to take recognition. It's not our faith, but let me say we don't have to be outspoken about our faith. We have to believe, and things are going to get stressful. And yeah, I want to know. I was just saying, we're living in some unprecedented times. The things that we are facing, um, you know, these are things that 20 years ago you would have talked about and they would have thought you were out of, literally out of your mind and they would have tried to lock you away. Um, right. And, you know, and, and it's the time that we can talk about this stuff as men and not be looked at like you're out of your mind crazy. Um, it, and it it's going to a place that time. it's going to a place that, like you said, like it was 20 or 30 years ago, we're going to have to depend on each other. So I want to know more about what you're offering. And I'm sure Jenny's listening. I'll be quiet from now on. Thank you, man. Thank really you so much. Uh, I'm definitely waiting for Vinny to call in. I know that he was on the road driving um, when I had talked to him last. But, he was. Uh, it's, you know, what I'm offering, you know, uh, what, what I offer is fellowship with people that are like-minded. So when they people come to our website and they join into our chat groups, you know, uh, you're, you're not alone in this world. You're with people that are like-minded, and, and we can have these deep, hard conversations, and we can God bless come you. Up. Well, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Um, you know, the Lord, a long time ago, opened my eyes up when I was just in college or before college on, you know, the, the topics that are... I call them the deep, hidden things of this world, the dark places. And God enlightened me when I was just a kid, and I was able to start to see and get glimpses of all these strange things of the world. And I always tend to ask a lot of questions as a kid that people didn't have the answer to. Can I say one more thing before I close or get blocked? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, of course. Thank you. Um, you know, every adversity, there's a greater blessing. When we look for the blessings, and I have those, unemployment, stimulus, things like that, when we suffer those adversities, there's always that ten times the blessings. And I'll close with that. My name is Jim H. Thank you for letting me talk. Yeah, no problem, man. Appreciate you calling in and, um, you know, willing to listen to, you know, some of these things that 
you know, you don't hear a lot of this stuff being talked about on the mainstream media. And and nowadays you can't even go to Facebook or social media and, you know, you get a glimpse, you know, little bits and pieces of the truth, but the majority of uh, the real true stuff they're censoring off the Internet really hard nowadays. Uh, you, could, you, you know, you can barely say anything on Facebook, next thing you know, you got a 30-day ban right there. Um, you know, and that's part of the reason that I created the website. What's that? Good point. Thanks. So, yeah, that's part of the reason that I created the uh, anti-deepstateparty.com. We got several different names and domains to the website, but the one that I like to use recently is the anti-deep state party because it seems to be a mainstream word that they use is the deep state. You know, nobody, not to say nobody, but a majority of people don't understand what that even means, deep state. And honestly, if you've been in this movement, if you've done any research into this global uh, elite, you'll realize that it's, a secret societies that are behind the scene manipulating and, and controlling these uh, platforms like Facebook, like Hollywood. You know, it's not just some big bad people, but they're big bad people that belong to these secret satanic cults, and they're in powerful places, and they control, like, some of the most amazing things in the world, like uh, the Federal Reserve, for example, you know, we can't even have the Federal Reserve audited, you know, and you see how these secret societies, how they affect uh, Sorry, caller, I had to put you on headphones, so I was getting some background noise there. But anyways, I want to play another video here um, that I found while I was doing some research on this topic of uh, the food food additives that are basically made out of human DNA. Here we go. Strongly deny, saying it only charges fees to cover costs. I want to be really clear. The allegation that Planned Parenthood profits in any way from tissue donation is not true. While it is illegal to profit from tissue donation, U.S. organizations may provide fetal tissue for medical research if the mother gives her consent. But conservative legislators are among those Americans who say it's still wrong. This is an issue about our humanity. Planned Parenthood is harvesting the body parts of unborn babies. However, medical researchers in the U.S. have been working with fetal tissue for decades. It helps in the development of the polio vaccine and is helping treat diseases like Parkinson's and AIDS. Molecular biologist Achilles Pandey uses fetal tissue in his lab at Johns Hopkins University in Baltimore, Maryland. I feel that we are benefiting from many advances that have come out of research into fetal tissues, like pregnancy tests, like biomarkers for early detection of cancer, treatments for sickle cell disease. Hyundai notes that fetal cells can grow and replace cells that have been lost. 
All right, so it's interesting how when you go to do the research on a lot of these uh, videos on the mainstream media, they get these scientists and then you get these doctors and they love to say how they use the fetal tissue and the fetal tissue is helping them do all of this research. And if you were listening earlier to the lady that was on the program, um, she said within in a hundred years of doing research with fetal tissue that there has not been one scientific breakthrough in the fetal tissue. Now, if you use adult stem cells, they've had great success with adult stem cells, but not with fetal tissue. So I like to pause when I listen to these videos because they point out where they have these these propaganda pieces. An adult due to disease. When they're administered into humans, for example, into the brain, into the heart, into joints, they have properties that might be able to heal. But some abortion opponents say using tissue from aborted fetuses is unethical. Arena Grosu is with the Family Research Council in Washington, D.C. Fetal cells that have been derived either um, from a preterm baby or, for example, umbilical cord blood cells uh, after, after a woman has given birth can be used, um, as well as in the cases of miscarriage. But uh, in cases where a child had to die in the process or be killed for those um, tissue pieces to be used, that's not ethical. But Pompey believes that if access to fetal tissue is restricted, scientists will have limited options. I think it will set us back by many years. And unfortunately, in the extreme case, it may take us more than many, many decades because we are not sure what processes that happen in the fetal tissues during development can be recapitulated, can be recreated by our other means. While the public debate over the source of fetal tissue continues, scientists like Dr. Pandey will continue working with the adaptable cells to develop vaccines and potential cures for countless numbers of debilitating diseases. Julie Tabo, VOA News, Baltimore, Maryland. All right, so there you go. You got a, a propaganda piece that I did play as an example of how they love to try to say that they are having these great successes and then they have these doctors, I call it fake science, fake science doctors that come on and say it's going to set us back decades. Well, it's already been decades and they haven't done anything with it. So why would we spend our tax money on these aborted tissues. And uh, that's why I really support what the president has done by taking the tax money away from this stuff. Um, I think it's really great that, you know, I could point that out because you get a lot of people will tell you, well, what did the president do for America? Well, here you go. This is just one thing that the president actually signed that's taking taxpayer money away from aborted baby and 
and uh, you know that also it, it it disgusts me, disgusting. It disgusts me that they are using a line of cloned cells and they put it in their food and then they label this like like they don't label it. Basically they it's just that you don't have the right to know what's in your food. I I can't believe that 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 I'm living in a life in a world to us human beings and label things artificial flavors. Artificial flavor. When you see that on your potato chip bag, when you see that on your soda pop, read artificial flavors. Think human DNA. Artificial flavors. That's what we are dealing with in this world. It's crazy to even think about it. (laughs) But there's going to probably be most likely I'd like to have a a second part to this discussion uh, where we talk about healthy choices and, and solutions, getting away from these genetically modified foods. Um, there's a few people that I know that are experts at this discussion, and we definitely will be having a part two to this number 293 genetically modified cells human cells in your food. Um, Anyways, there is really not much more that we can talk about because we are literally coming to the end of our show. But uh, I did have a caller on, and I'm going to allow our caller to have a word before uh, we close this out. Hey, caller, you still there? Okay, so it doesn't look like our caller is there. So I would like to say thank you guys for listening. Okay. Sorry, Johnny. This Jim. Yes, go ahead. I, I would like you to have a, you know, give you an opportunity to say something because I know you did call in and I did enjoy talking with you there. I did. Do you have questions or what? No, no, I was going to allow you to have the last say for the for the program. Okay, I've got a friend here that I trust. Can I give Vinny my call? Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead, man. I was waiting for him to call in. Okay, one second. I'm going to call in. You stay on there. Hey, Daniel. Hey, buddy. Go ahead and make it quick because we, we, we're running out of time here. Okay, I was looking for your phone number on here. I was going to call in. But, uh, I'm on Blog Talk right now. I'm on the link. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it it doesn't it's not popping up, huh? It keeps trying to redirect me to something else. Oh, that's fine. No big deal. You're on now. 
So I noticed you were talking to me earlier about how this uh, relates to uh, going back to Egypt and how this DNA manipulations have been happening for generations. Uh, I'd like you to speak on that specific topic, but can you can you put it in a nutshell here? Because we're running out of time. We maybe have about one or two minutes left. Okay. Well, the best place to start is uh, when the conflict with Cain and Abel set up a war to domesticate the animals and use them for barbecue, right, for slaughter. So that's that's as far back as we can trace the manipulation of uh, human DNA was when they began to slaughter the animals, and they called that domesticating the animals, and that led to slavery of humans by that same spirit of uh, extracting our our nutrients uh, from animals without uh, any uh, regard for the life of the animal or the life of our children. So this is this what you're saying is this goes back to as far back as the book of Genesis is recorded, you know, you're talking 5,000 plus years ago. Right. It, it was a conflict over the lands, or in Abel, it was him, the role of good shepherd, Abel, the good shepherd, literally laying down his life for his father's flocks. He didn't consider them to be his animals, and it wasn't just the sheep, as it were. It was all of the animal tribes of the earth. Oh, okay. That's interesting. So taking by force what didn't belong to us, Abel considered those to be his father's flocks, so that's the beginning of the pattern of the good shepherd who would come to lay down his life for his father's sheep. Gotcha. Interesting. For sure. I mean, I could see the parallels that we're talking about here. Um, very good. What they call so, Go ahead. No, I, I was waiting for you to say something. Okay. It's what they call types and shadows and the echoes of uh of footprints in the sand. The footprints of our ancestors uh learning to walk according to the guidance of the great spirit which they sought to uh, from generation to generation through the vision quest. Gotcha. 
Excellent. Uh, now you were you were saying also you were talking to me earlier about Egypt and how this relates to the Egyptian pyramids and uh, the pharaohs. What exactly were you trying to say with that one when we were talking earlier? Can you tell our audience what you were talking about? Yes, in the movie about Joseph, Prince of Egypt. He becomes prime minister, as it were, because he was alone was able, with the help of the great spirit, to interpret Pharaoh's dream that was troubling the Pharaoh about the seven sick years, the seven sick cattle that ate up all of the healthy cattle represented seven bad years. So it's a pattern of the tribulation time in which we may already have entered. So what you're saying is, are are you talking about Bible prophecy? Or are you talking about Bible um, patterns here? I mean, what exactly it is specifically are you trying to say? Right. It's according to the law of witnesses. When you when you read about it, and then, for example, like we were talking about in your life, to study the book of, of Daniel. And my friend uh, Jim, I mean encouraged him to study the life of James because that's his name. And then his brother Timothy would study the life of Timothy. I don't have any books named after me. I do. <laughs> but I can study, in, in fact, the first one that was really brought home to me was to study the life and times of Ezekiel, which I continue to do uh over the last 50 years. I started when I was 10 years old. Gotcha. All right. Gotcha. That's good. Right. So we can see these patterns in our day and see the promise that Jehovah made was that he would visit to the third and fourth generation those who hated him. He would visit their children's grandchildren. Now, most people think that that means that he would visit them with plagues and destruction. But I believe that he would visit them with uh, mercy, that he has been merciful to all generations of the earth and continues to delight in showing mercy as the all-merciful God. He wants us to heal. Like we were talking earlier, heal thy children. If you capitalize a T in the word healthy, it turns from healthy children into heal thy children, heal thy family. Right, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Right, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So I begin to see the essentially the light and dark contrast with my Hebrew studies, I can now use uh, um, this mobile app. I'll send you 
but I can actually use my Spanish to learn Hebrew or German or Filipino, Tagalog, or Swahili. I'm currently engaged in uh, immersing myself in the languages of my ancestors so that I can have these conversations with them when we're studying together, picking out a single verse in each chapter that is the voice of our ancestors uh, preparing us for the events uh, in the days to come, the years to come. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Ben, Ben, hey, Ben, Ben. Yeah. Our show is coming to an end. Our show is coming to an end. I got to end program. Excellent. Close it out. We close it out because we are. We'll have it in the archives so we can share it. Uh, um. Yep, Put the uh, tags. Yep. Yes, sir. The hashtags. Yes, sir. I will send you a link here. I will send uh, you a link here uh, to the program, and you can share that with your friends. Share that with your friends. All right. Thank you, or as the Hawaii would say, Mahalo, brother. All right, bud. Good night, sir. Good night, sir. Good night. 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 Good